Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. A grain of rice, a, a grain of rice, if you want to tip the scale, just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Permission was the show, Permission was the show. then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello people from the Irish Examiner, great to be back with the podcast again, second second uh, episode, sponsored by Alliance and uh, Delighted to have Michael and Mark again here this week, and Larry is here with us as well. Uh, we'll touch on the Tipperary fade out with Larry later on. Uh, too much uh, wine in where was the holiday, Larry? <laughs> Thailand, was it? <laughs> Cancun or somewhere? But no, look, um, a lot of new beginnings the weekend, lads. And you know what? There was a lot of yeah. fresh stuff and new starts, Mark. I suppose, it, and I suppose it, it's the three managers. I suppose in, in the main, I suppose even though it was four. I suppose you're Shane O'Neill um, in charge of Galway for the first time, uh, playing at home as well against Westmead. A pretty comprehensive victory in the end. Probably Westmead's um, case wasn't helped by the sending off of Angus Clark in the first half, particularly in the first. Do you think that know, was a bit harsh? And we'll talk about Look, sending I, off. I, I suppose you see. To be fair to the referee. He had no other choice but to send him off because he stroked him on, on the helmet and stuff like that, you know. I, I must say, I must admire Joe Canning for his... He got up straight away, said, listen, there's nothing in it. I suppose what I w- would have taken from the incident is maybe the game is travelling a little bit faster now than what's m- maybe normal and lads are mistiming their tackles and stuff like that. I think if the yellow cards were reversed, Anthony, he wouldn't have got a card for the first yellow card that he got. I thought that was a pretty tame one. If he was on the, a yellow for the, the, the strike in the helmet, which really wasn't the stri- you know, t- I, yeah, I was trying to give the fella the benefit of the doubt. I think if the yellows were reversed, he wouldn't have got a second yellow, you know? Even the one on the helmet, I know you can't hit the helmet, but it was even with one hand coming down. That's right. Wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't that's why Joe, I think. No, and there didn't seem to be no, it very little Minimal intent con- in it, like, you know, but it was, it just from, from Angus's point of view, he probably should have been up further and on the ball and stuff like that. And um, I suppose if he connected with the slitter and stuff like that and followed through, it would have been okay, but everything was missed. So, but I suppose in terms of the new beginnings and stuff like that, Brian Lohan and down in Clare, you know, won 27 to 14 points against Carlo. You know, I suppose Colin Bonner has already said today, like, you know, that it was a learning curve for them. And, you know, for the, from their point of view this year, it'll be trying to stay in the division if they can and to learn from being in a higher division. And then I suppose the big, the big game of the weekend, really, you know, certainly in the new beginning context is, is Liam Cahill's first game down in, down in uh, Welsh Park. Yeah, and Michael, are they, like, in my opinion, Watford are after hitting on a bit of a beano here. Oh yeah, absolutely. When you look at what they, there was a great picture tweeted, I think from the mornings in Dungarvan, great spot for your for your lunch if there's a match there, but a picture of someone's kid with Tyke de Borka, Austin Gleeson, Jamie Barron and Kevin Morn, which gives you an idea what they were missing. And Shane Bennett. Yeah, well, like he, no, he wasn't in the picture, I know where he yeah. was, but it, just, it was just a snapshot of this is what they have to come back. Yeah. So in fairness, what Cattle spun out of what he had available... Like as someone said to me, uh, the Umphla Daly who was playing the yep. half back line. Earl Daly, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of talk about like when fellas are too too young to come in, etc. Like he was very impressive yesterday for a player playing Harty very recently. Harty final last year against Midland CBS and his brother uh, Derek played centre back for CBC against Midland on Saturday. We covered in the Irish Examiner up there on live and it was it was a massive game as and he he is a flaking centre back and we actually got to see the lad after us. He's a big broad six for one, six for two young fella. But his brother yesterday was outstanding in the half-back. They had no chance in that hard to and, final. 
Well, well, Delo in fairness, you the, know. The aristocrats well, are back. Lennons are back, boy. You're going you're gonna to bring them out of the cobwebs for this one, Delo. This is the big one. No, we're a rugby school beating us. Traditional school. I was like, the club, the clubs and the programme, you know, and you say, oh, I didn't realise that was a clear club. And like, oh, is that a clear club? <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, great. I, you, you know him well, uh, Michael, uh, Aidan Callaghan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Past pupil yeah. Of, of, of that, that esteemed. Another famous nursery, not too yeah. far from us here. Great scrum half, see. CBC, uh, Cal, and uh, probably we, we've had great slagging since they came in yeah, to right. the Harty Cup, you know. Uh, what yeah. are you doing the Harty Cup? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is sacrilege, yeah. let me say. But yeah. obviously, you look at the list of clubs now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a different ball game. It's massive. And, and, and I must say, like beating Midland CBS after, I suppose, Midland CBS had beat them in the Harty final last year in a tight game. Um, it was a very, very entertaining game on Saturday. The quality of the hurling was excellent. But I, I thought that um, CBC have a spine to their team. Uh, the Ballinora Shane Kingston, as we'll call him, not the Douglas Shane Kingston, was full-back left-handed as well, like Shane from Douglas, and uh, Daly centre-back. And then they've uh, had Callan. it. Jack Callahan, Niall's son, full-forward, was the, oh, probably the good, outstanding player on the day. He got about 1-8, 1-4 from playing. He got the goal late in the game that actually swung it in CBC's favour. So. Yeah, we haven't much now. I know, Dale. You have the line up there now, <laughs> Dale. You can, yeah, you're That's, You're all listening there, Flannans. Brendan Bugler, you're tuned in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good Saturday for Brendan Bugler with the Harty Cup and Wexford beating the East. Absolutely. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very good. Well, back to, back to Waterford, Jack. Seriously impressed with the early daily, I have to say. Um, and the crowd around me were, you know, yeah. singing these praises. Callum Lyons, I thought, you know, made the goal, drive, drove forward at every opportunity. Yeah. And you have to say, Kieran Bennett and the forwards, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a kind of a transition, isn't it? Because yeah. I know there was a lot of controversy about Liam Cal and fellas go, etc. But like the old phrase, like stick with what you have until you have better. You know, maybe he does have better because yeah. like the performance he got out of, out of those fellas who obviously are coming in fresh and. They want to impress the man who's there, not anybody else. Yeah, well, I suppose you, you quite rightly mentioned Keon Bennett. And when Cork got off to a very, very impressive start, two goals early on against a slight breeze. I didn't think the breeze was that massive no, now. Massive, no. It was slight, uh, but there were mistakes. But the, the Cork forwards, like the Kingston and Lehan, pounced on any half a sniff. They'll get it. But I thought the one person that carried the fight to Cork immediately was Keon Bennett. I think he got three points in play in the first half and a sideline. Oh, yeah. And particularly he got one in the first half out in the sideline, 30 yards, and he sprinted 70 yards back to make sure that he was back in front of the puck out. I was very impressed with, uh, with Keon Bennett just, and the two lads you've already mentioned there. Yeah, and that's one of the things, like you said, he sprinted back out, and we, we don't know what levels of training are going on at the moment. We were talking about that, having a cup of tea, but funny enough, um, about three weeks ago, John Milan just chatting the two of us, and he said, I went over to the IT, as Mullet said, yeah. and he says, uh, watch some training. Seriously impressed with Beavan's training there, Lord. He's coaching, you know. Right, Mullet okay. said, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he says, yeah, we might be onto a good thing, like, because I suppose they, they were nearly a shoe in to be the tip managers, the tip management. Until Liam expressed, uh, and it, like they've won everything at underage, like. And, uh, yeah, well, they have they have two hundred twenty one All Ireland's won, and a minor All Ireland won as well. Um, and I suppose he has made a couple of hard decisions in the number of players that he's left off. But the fact, when you went down to Waterford just and you saw the two lineups, you saw four debutants in the, the Waterford team. And then without the players, the Austin Gleeson's Tiger Bucker, Padraig Manny, uh, Jamie Byrne, Kevin Moore, and then throw on top of that, Noli Connors, Mara Shanahan, and the other yeah. Manny. Like, there's eight fellas that would have been regulars on their team. They're throwing in four debutants. And then you look at, geez, you look at the Cork lineup and you sort of. Cork have certainly looking at their two midfielders and Bill Cooper and Mark Coleman and then their six forwards you said okay from eight upwards yeah that is probably very close to Cork starting front eight like and I just I, I just couldn't believe even after the start of Cork got that all of a sudden then the old failings started to come back the lack of fight the yeah. lack of hunger the desire to win the ball do you know and well, I, I touched on the, the column and I'm not making excuses now because I've been critical enough of Cork in the last couple of years especially that maybe lack of fight or you know raw fight I don't know, um, but I I sometimes think no you'd always take a goal in any match no matter what stage it comes because everything counts but sometimes that early goal and never mind an early goal but two goals can feel as can automatically lull a little bit that yeah that, yeah that kind of ah, they're a new look team they haven't Ozzy Gleeson had cried off and you know we've looked at the team we have out and I was looking at the other side. You know, fellas can't see even, even if they're inexperienced. Look, there's probably 65, 70 minutes to go. We've time to pull that 
pull that back it doesn't all have to fall down on us but like Mark Marcus said it I mean it's an old tune that like you know whatever Corksworth is a bit kind of Newcastle Liverpool in the old days whatever you score we'll outscore you that, that doesn't wash anymore and yeah. Cork, have, Cork have very good forwards but have they working forwards have they fellas like what you said no with Kieran Bennett sprinting mm. six, having a great point and a young and experienced fellow you'd say he'd be maybe basking in the glow a small bit and like you know are they my relations up in the crowd no business back down the field back down to try and do his job and sometimes you'd look at the Cork forwards and I, you know and you'd say are fellas working as hard when they don't have the ball well I suppose you know there's a word called consistency and that's the biggest problem I, I see in Cork at the moment is that like they could go down to Limerick last year and get a victory in the championship after being turned over by tip. They were horrible on one weekend. Mark Ellis was above in the stand the next but he sent her back a week later and they produced a performance like that against Limerick and they blew him away. And that's the biggest issue, that there's a lack of consistency and that's running through out the team. And yeah, we can look at the forwards and stuff like that and then you had the likes of Hanley in there who you'd say, you know, he's a tough, consistent forward. But, you know, I think the overriding thing is to just... They lack that little bit of composure and desire. And I suppose the one thing that struck me yesterday and on is I haven't seen it in a while is that when a defender got the ball in Cork yesterday, he was looking lateral with a pass instead of looking forward. Now, to me, the best asset we have is our forwards. And if we are to win anything, we have to, we're going to have to outscore the opposition. But looking lateral to give passes lateral and invite the other team to intercept the ball. And we got turned over a number of times yesterday. And I suppose the point we mentioned daily earlier on, a loose clearance from Anthony Nash at a vital time in the game, I think, to his level. There was nobody within 50 yards of where he hit the ball. Daly plucked out of the sky, carried it 20 yards. Thanks very much. Over the, like It was a huge, I suppose, thorn in Corkside yesterday. But it was the lateral hurling for me. Was, was disappointing and yes I agree with you Michael that on occasions that fellas are not fighting enough for the ball and we have a number of forwards that are not fighting for the ball which I know I mentioned this in the last week I think the league is vital for teams to actually progress there's only two national medals you can win in all Ireland in the senior league and if we're going to disrespect the league medal I, 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 it's, a bad, it's a bad start for Cork I just add one there to that too Mark like Cork's, Cork have good forwards but they need good early ball and when you saw in the first few minutes they got good early ball and they caused havoc. But as you say then, you're looking up a slow, patient play across the field and, you know, every defence loves that. Everyone can come back, stand in front of the likes of Shane Kingston, Alan Cadigan, whoever you're having yourself, Patrick Horgan. But like when Cork will get the ball in early and quick yes. to those forwards, they yes. caused havoc. And problem being though, what I saw yesterday now and I, I watched behind the goal, I just see like, when he went short, you're right, Mark, they, they were lateral and there was an extra pass and, you know, that second ball wasn't counting. But when he went long, there was no return either, though. Yep. And that's, that is okay. a bit of an issue. And, and, and then, Anthony, you know, we played Aidan Walsh in the half hour line and I'd have to say, I thought Aidan Walsh had a, had a magnificent opening 20 minutes and I said to myself, jeez, we found a new fellow. He has a new lease of life. He's back holding with a couple of years. I still thought he was taken off a bit harshly. Absolutely. I agree 100% yeah. Yeah. I thought he missed one ball over on the far side of the field. He missed the pick and he was the first fellow to get the, to come over here and I thought that was very hard on him because I thought his overall play was pretty good but I felt that Hernandez is a target. Dara Fitzgibbon is a target. Aidan Welch is a target. No lads. You know, you couldn't have three better fellas, in my opinion, under the high ball mm. looking for it. So I don't know whether they're trying to mix it up, but I must say this slow build-up play coming from the backs and lateral passes and an extra pass, it doesn't help Alan Cadigan, Patrick Hogan, Connell Lehane, you know, and I will have to say, give honourable mention to Shane Kingston. Oh, Delighted to see him back playing really, really well yesterday. I thought he really did take the fight. Not alone the scores, but there was a physical element to his game yesterday, which is fantastic. But we just missed out one thing earlier on there, is that I thought Liam Cahill and his management team moved very fast yesterday to take off Conor Gleeson. I thought, you know, we, Niall O'Leary, not to isolate him now, didn't have a great game, but he lasted nearly 60 minutes of the game when we had Sean O'Leary Hayes and Colm Spillane in the full-back line as subs to come on yesterday. I didn't think Waterford waited around to make decisions. They made it happen yesterday as far as I was concerned. Yeah, and although he was probably caught for the Kingston second goal, 
Shen Fives made a great job when he came in Absolutely. of showing it up. Like he, yeah. he well, it was great to be able to look at him. Shen Fives there. Yeah. Like yeah. Conor Gleeson's obviously a great reputation as a man marker, but then yeah. he wasn't really, he has missed a good bit of last year and all that. And he didn't look sharp and didn't have Shen Fives waiting. Like. And it speaks to what Mark is saying that Liam Cal wasn't saying, Ashley, give another few minutes here, Conor Gleeson, he'll no. come right. No, he was off. The one thing I would say about Shane Kingston, slightly different role to a couple of years ago. He's closer to goal, maybe, whereas a couple of years ago. He was doing a lot of work out in the half forward line. So maybe are you going to rob Peter to pay Paul for Cork down the line? Put him out to do some of the work that's not being done now when he's obviously a fellow who can always get a goal. He's, he scores a goal nearly every day against Tip when he yeah. goes, goes out, for instance. And like, yeah. if you're looking for fellas to work, you may have to use him further out the field. Yeah, I, I, it's a point um, well made, Michael. But, you know, I, I suppose if... You know, if if he continues with the vein of form that he's in at this moment in time, he's playing fierce well for UCC as well. He's actually keeping Mark Keogh from Tipperary out of the UCC team. Um, but like, it was great for his first game back. And it isn't easy now having your dad as a selector. I would say the manager of the team. That yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. easy. I don't know. That carries his own pressures. I know Kieran had work commitments, inverted commas. But I, I thought maybe a little bit of his stepping down and might have I, been to let Shane flourish a bit. Do you know what? And to, to be honest, like I... I I would say Kieran would be conscious of that, but like, to me, I would always start Shane mm. because he's quick, he's he's left-handed, he gives you a bit of balance. Mm. You know, mm. he always gets a score against Tip, for instance, which would guarantee any car player start. But I mean, to me, that wouldn't even be an issue. This kind of slightly being slightly conscious is he worth his place or not? Mm. I would like because between himself, Cadigan, uh, Alan Cadigan, Dara Fitzgibbon, Connerly Han, you have a lot of speed, and like, mm. if you have speed, to me, you would double down on it. Rather than maybe trying to shoehorn in one or two big strong fellas, then to try and try and give it a well, good but anyway. I suppose look, everything is relative as well, as you know, top of the ground in, in Park. Yeah. But they have to go to Welsh Park in the summer and it looks a bit of a task already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because well. Waterford are going to really buy in. I think the Waterford public as well will buy in. Yeah, four thousand people there yeah, yesterday. You know, I was down an hour before the game, the yeah, stand was fairly yeah, full was full early, like you know, and well that's a good lesson, Mark, to get there an hour before the game, you know, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. So, so, sometimes fellas can struggle with Well in track. fairness to my Mul- yeah. in fairness to my Mulch Park did a good few gates open. The funny thing when I noticed yesterday is that when Cork scored there wasn't even a geek out of the crowd, like you know, so there was yeah. a very poor cock crowd there yesterday and that's something that mm. you know with Tipperary coming to town next Saturday night that you'll be looking yeah. for some bit of support for the lads can you know? we expect a switch tomorrow at the Parky Ring uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll, the be, sa- there'll be a, a court and raise the next half of the event yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night lights I think in the uh, new pitch uh, yeah, in Parky Cueve which yeah. I think from what I can gather the, the pitch on Saturday night was fantastic well, and I'm dying to see it now next Saturday yeah. night I've heard you talking about it enough now I'm dying to see it they might let you out now Dale like, you, know, you might have to have a pass for that I have <laughs> I'm doing the core commentary <laughs> so good. but look just, just to finish up on that like we have a nice few games to, to touch on but I suppose this was the main televised one yes, so people would have seen it but just think like no sweeper for Watford uh, no don't don't anyone uh, that wasn't there maybe or didn't pick it up on the TV think they weren't tactical mm. they were as deep uh, far enough. but you, as you said they were up and down they like, were it was ferocious but just one thing like I I have always really liked Patrick Curran as an up and coming. You know, seen him playing for DCU, um, minor and twenty one for Waterford. But for some reason, like uh, under Derek and under Parik Fannin, it just didn't seem to click for him. But just thought yesterday there was there was more of a leadership about him yeah. and Stephen Bennett. Yeah, you know. Now I look to say you now that there was no sweeper, and but they were on their own a lot of the time up top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. The, the, well, there was a tactical change and there wasn't a definite type of work figure sitting behind the centre-back mm. in front of the full-back but they were still very deep and hit on the break but mm. their energy levels I, and I go back to their training but, but these are two along with Chamberlain these are class yeah. players like, like I, I suppose I, I would have seen Patrick Cunning off a lot at underage because Dungavan is the first kind of town in, inside oh in West Waterford from Killa and uh, the one thing I say about Patrick Cunning is if he gets the ball in his hand he'll score it mm. now, you could give Phyllis the ball and like you could touch on yesterday, Cork at 17 wide yesterday. I think Patrick Conn had four shots a goal yesterday. He got a goal and three points. Now, I'd be slightly critical of the defenders and the goal that he got. I thought he got through slightly easy. It wasn't the best of shots. It might have been a little bit of a, got a shot tip. away. Correct. Yeah. So, like, there was either a hook or a block, but the shot should never got away. But he nailed a couple of points in play, and they were all vital scores. And I think if under the previous managements, they were probably playing five forwards, maybe some stages four forwards. And Michael had mentioned the speed of the Cadigans and the Shane Kingston's 
Patrick isn't blessed with that kind of pace, but he's blessed with great wrists and great w- awareness to be able and to a good jig, get the score. Absolutely, like McGrath, like absolutely. Good yes, yes. It's funny because at the launch of Liam Carroll as manager, they had a sponsorship launch down in Lismore, and he was very strong. Like, I paraphrase, you know, he was saying, I don't see why you would play a load of fellas behind the ball, that you should play forward, that you should play attacking. And in fairness, they're under 20 final against Cork. What did they get? Five, five. You know what I mean? He does obviously believe in an attacking game, but as you say, not at the expense of, you know, not, not defending the back as well, either. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll leave it there. I, don't, I think there's, there'll be a load of more questions um, next week. Waterford mightn't have the toughest assignment, but. Um, Cork will certainly see, you know, with, with, with Tipler we touch on that. But I still think with all we've said, Shane Kingston had a shot to level it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like Cork, to me, like we're like a poorly made sandwich, like two stale slices of bread, you know, the, the start and the finish. Yeah. And, and yeah. Watford had all the filling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Watford all the middle, yeah. but Cork still could have stole it, like, you know. Yeah, they could have still got a result and... Um, Wouldn't have been deserved, no man. Probably not, no, no, no. But, like, with the Cork, the start that Cork got and with the personnel I thought that they had out and the personnel that Waterford had out, I thought Cork would have kicked on. And, you know, they had plenty... When the game started to go, and it started to go after 15 or 20 minutes now, you could sense it in the crowd, like... We were 2-2 to 1-7. Like, you know it's eight scores. Yeah. It was a bad scoreline. And, yeah. and you, the crowd got... So, like, Cork are very experienced. That That's a very, very experienced Cork team. And a very experienced sideline now as well. And they should have been able to say, listen, lads, we need to start to dig ourselves back out of this. A, a ball by ball, shot by shot. Don't give the ball... And, like, we gave away easy freeze as well yesterday, Anthony. That, you yeah. know, there was one in particular in the second half where we had a forward chest to fill it out. I think you mentioned uh, yeah, it him earlier on. Like, it was just, just too easy, like... Yeah, it was Connor, like, you know, probably frustrated he couldn't catch Callum Lyons, like, who has legs to burn. Yeah. And, like, he just, just kind of pulled across from, yeah. the, from the left-hand side, across, and... So it was just Stephen Bennett actually went, went short with the free yeah. and couldn't it. Was, it, it, was, it was a let off. It was yeah, a let off. Yeah, but yeah. but like those it's kind silly, of that's silly. Like and like, man of his experience. Yeah, and because Damien Cahillan got three points and play wing back played pretty well, mm. but over carried the ball. Then it avoided the stage and knocked over. Like I thought, Cork got punished an awful lot for silly, silly basic mistakes to yesterday. But look, mention Kingston. I suppose you have to give it up to Cahillan as well. Three from play from wing back. I touch on. I don't know who very good as well. Like very solid. Yeah, very solid. You would be looking at. The sooner Colm Spillane can be fit. Yeah, think, yeah. You know, that, that, that's two of the full back line side. Cheers, and you have Owen Cadigan still yeah, knocking around. Owen Cadigan only picked up yeah. a knock, I think, early last week. So. Yeah, and, and by all accounts, um, um, Christopher Joyce also has made great recovery yeah. from uh, from yeah. a cruciate. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, look at it. And just, I suppose, look, it's, it's, it's first day out. But yeah, a little bit worrying. And, and to come on to that then, like, we just pulled up on the way to Cork. Uh, to get, I knew the Kilkenny Dublin match was on. Um, Deferred uh, coverage, yes, as they call yes, it, on TG yes. Cahar, who's superb again. TG Cahar, the coverage to give. Um, uh, and I knew that Richie Lahey had been sent off. And like Dublin, you're sitting now, have it. And there was only five, six points in it, like so. Yeah. But like, how is the Kilkenny always show up? Like, we're on about Cox and inconsistency. Kilkenny, like, look what they were missing yesterday. It's, it's, it's like, to frighten you. Yeah, but I suppose, as you, as you know well, that culture is well and truly entrenched because I suppose fellas were coming down as 20-year-olds to training and they see Henry Sheffern there an hour beforehand taking his freeze or JJ Delaney cutting the head off something in training and it just seeps in then it becomes part of it. But like, it looked, it looked at times like they had an extra man. Yeah. You know? Incredible. And they won not, not just that their ease, but I mean, they, they destroyed Dublin and like Dublin wouldn't be that, would, would Dublin have that many fellas to come back into that team? Oh, but they had a good performance in the Welsh, the Welsh Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean Moran came on now, and and yeah, eleven the, of that team yeah. lost the leash match last year, like yeah, which is yeah. which is worrying, like that's yeah, a concern. Well, and Kilkenny only sat the six of the fifteen in the All Ireland final, so they had nine new players without and without uh, the great TJ Reid. And I'd be forced to hold my hand up and say those days against Kilkenny, like well, you know, there has been good days over the last couple of years. Very unlucky, maybe in a couple of championship matches, and like. Um, those old dog days in Nolan Park <laughs> died a few yeah, for but, myself but, but, yeah, long, but, long long 70 minutes yeah. and do you know what I was going to say Mark like sending off against you in Nolan Park is nearly you'd nearly be as well after one of your own send off correct because the crowd 
They go savage. All they need is some yeah. something to get you, the crowd. You need a Joe Canning to come over. No, 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 don't, don't, don't send them off. Don't send them off. <laughs> a, a managerial challenge. We're declining that penalty. Yeah, yeah. But we, I, we run about, yeah, people were talking about that at the end of last year. Well, should you be allowed a challenge a game? That'll be a challenge. That, no, we don't want him sent off. You know? Yeah, no, Kilkenny have been for years. Once you start to get the crowd behind that team, it's. It, 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 flourishes right through the team you can even see once Cody starts spitting in his hands and wiping his hands off his chest oh. you're in trouble like you know you're in trouble because he feels the fight is coming straight away and they'll they'll fight on their backs to win every ball well I'll call it that new covered stand is so near where the management and subs are hmm. in Nolan Park we, we, usually you'll be at the other side Fado Fado when we play there and that kind of thing and that was bad enough but this new stand is down top of you and yeah. like, you, you could sense it just off the TV, like the absolute, kind of nearly visceral coming down like this. Yeah. It's yeah. an injustice. No, he, he did deserve to be sent off. Yeah, and I, 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 I actually thought, and the boys touched on it last night, and Jackie even admitted to the red card, but there was a couple of tackles as well. I thought Potter were had a tough game now. Mm. Like, Walter Walsh was lucky enough late on for a tackle and Chris Crummy. So if they went down to 13, they'd have come in over the wire. But <laughs> having said that now, in fairness to the Kilkenny people, Dublin were very lucky. It was very similar challenges. Oh, oh no, Donald. Oh, like, Donald. That yeah. was an easy red card for the ref. It was. In, in the sense that, like, I'm not saying, oh, they're, they're evening things up. But, I mean, it was, it was a red card with merits, and he could have just balanced things up with a small. Yeah, he'd have taken mm. a bit of the heat off himself. But, of course, exactly. when they win by 12 points, he gets away with it anyway. Like. He's a great ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was, but, you know, the one thing you'd say with Cody is, this is consistent, like, that he... He picks characters. Mm-hmm. He goes for characters that might be the greatest hurlers. And again, yesterday, despite what they're missing, you see the Tullerone boys have to be there. Keown and Young Walsh, they're after winning the All Ireland Intermediate Club. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the Belly Hill boys get a little bit of leeway. Yeah. But, you know, that sort of thing. But then again, you Paddy Deegan, now, who's really become a leader for them, morphing goal like, they're desperate, steady again, like, and, you know, brilliant safe, Moshe and O'Rourke at a crucial mm-hmm. time, like, there was mm-hmm. only about five points in the game. And, Conor Fogarty midfield massive shift Walt massive shift and Walter again yeah. like I just thought Walter was he, he was everything good about him up front he might have scored Billy but Ryan got a couple of goals yeah. third goal should never have gone in I mean, Dublin were poor to back it after. Yeah, well, that was. I think the keeper would be very disappointed that that yeah. ricocheted back into the net. Like, but Billy Ryan, plucky enough, took on the shot. You know, I suppose you mentioned the likes of Owen Murphy and Conor Fogarty there and Walter. Like, they're around. They know exactly what Cody's looking for. And Cody's first premises, lads, we want you to fight for every ball. You don't let anybody and the opposition out with the ball easy. Clamp them. But I thought, I, I thought Conor Fogarty again, and like. You have got to look at the fact of we said look at the fellas that are missing for them yesterday. Right. The five or six yeah. fellas yeah. that are backbone yeah. of that that team there, Colin Finley, TJ Reid, you know, still to come back into yeah, the, the spine, team. The sp- almost the spine of a team. You could play them up the middle. Yeah. As the months are going on, Michael, over the last eighteen months since they won that league, sort of against the head, mm. the year before last year, they're becoming bigger and bigger contenders the whole time. No, you'd say they were always contenders, obviously. Yeah, but you, I, Kenny, like, but remember Tipperary had him on the rack, and they could have put on a couple of subs to screw the coffin down and toughen, but they didn't, and they won. And as you say, that has really turned the tide for them. But I mean, just one before we leave it, why was Richie Lahey sent off? Because he was hunting back the field forty yards from where traditionally you'd expect him to be. No, he mistimed it. You're right. He deserved to be sent off. It's mm. a mistimed. It is kind enough. Mm. To I, 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 no, yeah. He fairly was disgusted going off like, but yeah. I think I will, he saw just... Danny Sutcliffe who'd be robust now as yeah. well and was yeah. involved yeah. in plenty hard hitting stuff. He shooting was off. He, I thought oh, Sutcliffe was one guy that consistently oh, had yeah. a big battle with Deegan. Sure, yeah, but but you'd, you'd, you'd have to say we're talking about players' attitudes and other counties who are trying to get forwards to work. There was an example of it. Absolutely, yeah. you mm. know, he was he was doing something that a lot of managers say, well, all right, he got it wrong there, but. He's there doing his job straight away. He was here. Yeah. That was twenty-eight minute. He'd a, he'd a brilliant twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, and that was a lot of where they won it as well. Yeah. You know, before that. But I'd say maybe there's um, in Kilkenny at the moment. There certainly would be a feeling that the public outside of Kilkenny are probably saying that Kilkenny are gone. And I'd say that Brian Cody might be actually starting to say that. Look, lads, you know everybody thinks you're. Way down the pecking order. You were and lucky we, to make the All Ireland final. Yeah, it was an yeah, injustice. Absolutely. We, you know, yeah. we, we, you've got to. And like, there's nothing worse than poking a bear. And who better than Brian Cody to bring the best out in fellas? Yeah, and there's, there's 
you know, you even think like, I was saying the Tullerone boys were there, but Parik Walsh got a weekend off. Mm. You know, like yeah. he's, you'd forget about him. You'd Correct. think of the belly hail fellas. Killian Buckley. You'd think of Killian Buckley. Richie Hogan. Coming back, Richie Hogan coming back. And, and like, you'd forget about Parik Walsh. Yeah. And what a star he is. Oh, like. fantastic I mean, like, player, yeah. But these guys now are going to be saying, well, I, I have the jersey and that's what he loves and thrives on. Yeah, and I suppose Anthony, the, the big thing now, and, and, and you'll probably talk about the, the Limerick and Tipperary game in the minute, like, you know, I think Liam Sheedy and, and the team he picked as well on, on, on Saturday night, like, Cody now with his panel with those seven red fellas that are missing, uh, Liam Cahill with his panel with his six or seven fellas that were missing, and you also have the Liam Sheedy situation where he had a good, fellas, a good lot of fellas missing as well on Saturday night. So yeah. do, those teams seem to be building a good launch pad of players because when you're going to have to go into a Munster or Leinster campaign with four matches in the space of six, seven weeks, you need a good panel of players. You need to be able to call on 22, 23 fellas to fill those spots. Yeah, just before we move on to, to the McTip, nice little bit of a debate last night, we call it, on, on League Sunday with Jackie and Dunlog. Um Guess the difference in opinion on, on, on the couple of the rules and the yeah. rules, I suppose. Um, and you know, I would be would have been privy and would have said that we played a couple of old challenge matches with the with the club under 21s and saying, Let's watch the hand passing, and you're trying to stamp on it in training. That's mm. a throw, mm. go back to the back of the line or whatever, you know, mm. so just trying to mm. get little mm. things in their heads. But like, do you think Don Logue's point is, 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 is well made? Like, that we should be erring. Like, definitely the feedback I've got is that the refs have been told to err on the side of the free if you're in doubt. Yeah. And Don Logue is on the other side of the camp. He you is. Err, you, nearly, err on, you, you err on the side of leaving a go rather Nearly than, more so now. Like, yes, you know, yes. I mean, yes. the one, the Limerick lad was bottled up. The tip lad was bottled up down the ground on the Saturday night game. Like, that was a throw, I think. He was. No, the... the the TJ Reid one he picked up on last year's semi-final wasn't a throw. Wasn't a throw. And Correct. You know, but and and I, I thought, sorry, I thought he made a, I thought he made his point very clear. To be honest, about it like in the TJ Reid scenario, and we are seeing that now all of the time, Anthony. Where you want your defenders, you want your forwards. Actually, any player who has the ball, you want them clamped straight away. You don't want them to be able to get a strike away or get a hand pass away. So it's very difficult if you're the man in possession to actually get a hand pass away because, and this is where the free arm is coming into it. Then you seem to be caught just for a second. And you're in the act of either hand passing or striking, and you can't get either through. It is actually infuriating when you actually can't strike the ball or can't hand pass the ball. So yeah, I would agree that nearly anything that speeds it up is better should than be allowed. a whistle yes. and a free. And, and I, but I, we can't throw the ball either, right? No, no, no. But I, I, I was surprised at the Tipperary lad, and you're right, he did throw the ball. Why he didn't just throw the ball down the ground? We'll go again now, have a scrap. Over. Yeah. Rather than throwing the ball, was there a little bit of a hand pass and maybe he got a pull or a tug or something? Do you yeah. Know? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I see both sides of that one. Yeah. yeah. But I would be inclined to say error on the side if you're not sure of letting go. And I would agree. I, yeah. I'm in and agreement. And the other one we had about the spare hand and Donald brought that up, like what's this about? Do you know? And I suppose it's, it's a different thing, but I'd be inclined to agree with Jackie on that one. Or I, I, what? What do you think, Michael? Yeah, but like, if if you if you overtly tackle with your free hand, I would see that. But we say the TJ Reid clip. I didn't see anything wrong with the way was it the Limerick fellas were around them like that. They they were making a fair attempt at shepherding as opposed to reaching in. And there was single the hands dog going in on his chest and. Yeah, but like you you you, you yeah. would you would say they weren't primarily tackling me with their hands. They're the hurlies out. As well, I could see, but as you say, then there's a link between them. If fellas are using their free hand, it's harder to hand pass. So the mm -hmm. two, the two, the two are linked. I think Shouldn't that be in the ref's discretion well, as well? Uh, I, I would think so. And, and it's hard to put the ball in the holly because your hands are being dragged left, right, and centre. Both hands are being dragged in extra effect. And we all go back to the clip where we saw Tyrone against Tomas O'Shea years ago, where there was five fellas around him, and he wasn't allowed to solo. He wouldn't have to bounce the ball, and he was turned over, and everybody saying, "Woohoo, great and stuff!" Like Mar you know? Martin, Martin Carney in the co-commentary famously said. They're like ravenous terriers, Correct. you know, and, and a phrase we used, I suppose, in, in various coaching things we did over the years. Yeah, and like we were, ten minutes ago, we were saying certain counties, their forwards are working hard enough to put fellas under pressure. So we can't we can't complain then when fellas are being put under pressure. And if the referee is, like it's enforcement too. If your hand is being pulled, that's a foul. So the referee should call that. That's fair enough. Yeah. But that's on the referee. No, I thought it would be unfair just to pick out the TJ thing last night because. In fairness, everything happened so fast in the match. I wouldn't blame the ref for not being able to see him make a hand pass motion. Yeah. But on its merits, 
if a referee feels a fella's using his hand illegally to interfere with an opponent, as you say, you know, maybe catch the jersey or just have a hold of your wrist or whatever like that, I think that's a, that's a foul. That's you just you just blow that. Yeah, and 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 when I was just discussing with a fella this morning, I think the skills of the game and the more skillful players are going to find it harder and harder to show those skills into the future if we allow the level of the grabbing, the tackling, and, and I don't want to take the physicality out of it, but the game has actually gone to another physicality level now where it is mass defence and clamp the best forwards as fast as you can with one or two fellas. And if they swarm them and you can't get a shot away or a hand pass away, you know, that's going to lead to the more skillful players. So the likes of the DJ Carries, the Eddie Cares, the Deans, you know, Paul Flynn's. Okay, they're all smart tullers and they're all probably adept and stuff for that. But will we see less and less of those players into the future? Yeah, I I think, you know, swarm tackling is here to stay. Like, I think look, you look at Limerick and they, they've made an art of it. Like, I think you watch Limerick and it's... You, what you notice is they never swarm until there's a mistake. Like a fella spills a ball slightly mm. or whatever, and then they're on to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I poke a ball maybe to you, you're on about Cork's lateral passing earlier on. Like I poke a ball to you, it's too low, so you have to go down low to try and rise at poor conditions maybe, and it spins off your hurley two yards. Oh, then there's three of them on you, like, that, especially that middle third, do you yes. know? Yes. They are just like even Keen Lynch, who. I mean, the bit of skill last night with the foot. He was obviously a brilliant soccer player as well. Like, I think he, went, he went to England for trials. I think. But I mean, like, but he's would he'll do that for you as well. Like, he yes. will go back and surround lads, and even we'll go on to it. I, I thought Will. I don't know who brought a huge amount of that when he came in uh, yesterday. That was highlighted last night. But being at the match as well, you could see that. Um, Is, isn't there anything though? A sense of like you go to a hurling match and you want to see a fella pick the ball, look up seventy yards over the bar, or solo around the fella, and fellas, it's. It doesn't sit well with people to see the rocks and the malls and whatever and what's going on and can't, can't we do something about it? But same as what happened with Gaelic football 15 years ago. Fellas didn't want to see Tyrone do that. They want to see high fielding, which has gone over Gaelic football and long kicking and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you know as a manager that, like, it is easier to get fellas to gang tackle than it is to get a fella to hit the ball out of for 90 yards. Yeah. So, obviously, yeah. it is going to work for you. As yeah. a one-time cornerback and a, and, and a, and a one-time wing-back, I'd liken my followers to be stopping that ball coming out 90 yeah. yards, you know. Because if you're on a live wire corner forward and it's a lovely delivery mm. angle ball, it's so hard to defend. Like so, Yeah, I, I, th- I think it should be at the referee's discretion. I yeah. think that's the yeah. point yeah. we made. Because yeah. yeah. it's not natural, Mac, to run with your two hands in your hurley either, sure. Sure. No, we were no. kind of slow enough. We needed to run a full pelt <laughs> yeah. with one hand in a hurley. But I, I suppose in our situation, and, and if you were running, that's fine. But if you got the opportunity to strike the ball as fast as you could, and next of all, just as you're about to pull up your hand, and something gives you a little bit of a tug, and next of all, you top the ball, and it's Jesus daily striking and shocking today, like you know, yeah, and yeah. nothing to do with the fellow who's just out there giving you a tug, like <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I, There's I, probably I, a way you could kind of ledge it to say to the ref. If a fella is actively interfering with another player with his hand, as opposed to look, he's his hand out like that. He's not, do you know. Mm. But if a fella's reaching in, you say, look, you know, you're actually, you're fouling him there. No, you can't. You know, you've no defence there. Yeah, we, we, Lee, we won't we won't start talking about it all day. But I have like if I'm defender and a wing forward runs at me, if I can get one hand up to his chest, not his face guard or anything like that. If I can get my spare hand on his chest, mm. halt his momentum, force him to play it after four steps or over carry. I have a chance. But like if I'm two hands on my hurley and trying to get shoulder to shoulder, so I'm, I have no chance. For sure. Can... Surely, referee, and of course, this is handy now in the podcast because we can't illustrate it visually. But if you hold your hand up to stop a fella, there's a difference between that to me and say reaching in to pull a fella, yeah. reaching in to grab, yeah, grab a guy's arm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're being kind of active with your hand. I know, I know you could get hung up in it, but. Yeah. Um, the one thing it has given us, and, and it's a great tribute to a great man that never won in Ireland, was. It has given us the brick flick. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't get the hand pass away. You throw out the ball about a year and a half and you give a little flick with the top Spoon of your yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gas. Like, it's so common now just in training, like to say, hand passing lads, first touch the hand, brick flick. <laughs> and the young lads now, who have you remember? Well, they probably would. He's, yeah. he's played up to lately, but 
Like you could be, I think under 14s even would have it now, yeah. Rick Flick. I know yeah. what that is, and yeah. it'll become more and more common. Yeah. Like tis, no, no, tis mad. Tis mad. Uh, so one time uh, they'd be are saying, "Are we agreed?" So that, that the hand pass, we're okay with the hand pass to give the fella the the benefit of the doubt. But I'm not taking sides. Are, are we divided? Are we divided on the on the on the, the bit last night extra hand? Yeah. And I know well that uh, Turl would only be thinking of the way the Kilkenny forwards uh, tackled yeah. the four in a row yes, team. Enough, but yeah. that's like and, and and nine all Ireland. Yeah, not not blaming them, but like you know yourself, like whatever whatever the top team are doing in any sport, that filters down. And they were there so long, and they played to that strength that it just filtered out. Whereas in an alternative universe, where the only one won all Ireland, then maybe fell off the wagon. Sure, there'd be another style, but like that, and referees became kind of conditioned to that. Then that's how Kilkenny play. So that's how it's played. It's almost an unconscious thing, yeah. which, is, which is why they won all those other. We'll go back to Saturday night, lads, because I suppose that's the other one we saw, we, we saw plenty of. Uh, I didn't see as much as I did. <laughs> I tell you, I couldn't. I don't think they'd legislated for the crowd. And I even think loads of people went home. Um, do you know the people? 12,000 12, people, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people went home, Larry. You, you were sent to me. Yeah, my sister was caught there in around she the rag. She wasn't coming there, too yeah. far. No, only coming from Temple Derry, yeah. There was a big crowd back at the rag. Yeah, it was backed up a good bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, I was backed up and I turned down towards Ballycahill. And I said, if I come in around up at Holy back, Cross, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe the Limerick crowd had gone in. And it was just a nightmare. But I kept lagging my way. <laughs> I eventually got it. But I still missed the first three or four scores. Like, um, I don't think there was enough gates open, as I said. But at the same time, what a, what a Limerick contingent, honest to God. Like, it was nearly Limerick, uh, three to one, like. And I know Liam mentioned it during the week, like, that it took the tip supporters a while to get behind them last year, but, like, Limerick a phenomenal support at the moment. They're, they're so thirsty for more, you know. They've won an All-Ireland, a league, and a Munster mm-hmm. Championship in the, in the last 18 months, and, 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 and they just, they're, they're so hungry for more. I'm afraid I'm guilty as well, Dale. I was uh, training eight-year-old girls at three o'clock on Saturday, so I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, didn't make it up. But uh, so all I'm going on is the reaction now on the likes of Premier View message boards and stuff, and, and there, there doesn't seem to be a big inquest broken out yet. Anyway, there seems to be a, know, no, a restrained no. uh, reaction, unusually a, after a the bizarre game, Mark. Yeah, well, I, I think actually both managers will come away delighted from the match on Saturday. I think everybody got something out of uh, Saturday night. Um, I thought in the first half, Tipperary were just majestic. I thought their skill level was fantastic. Their support player was fantastic. Um, and then doing this now, and I'm just going to name a few players here. Mark Kyo, Jake Morris, Paddy Goodell, Winnie Connors, Alan Flynn, Brian O'Mara, Sean O'Brien. No real household names inside there. A couple of lads that came on in championship yeah, matches. But Alan Flynn, Sean O'Brien, yeah, I guess. Was yeah. but, but certainly... And Morris Kyo, Cadell, yeah, Brian O'Mara, yeah. certainly. And then to bring on Paul Flynn, Dylan Quirk, Craig Morgan and Keen Darcy. <laughs> certainly not yeah. household names. When the game was starting to go away from them, yeah, they brought on those lads to try and rescue it. So well, there would be a lot of Liam Cahill's guys. Absolutely. You know, Keen Darcy, uh, Dylan Cahill, he got a great chance of a goal to win it. Brilliant. And, and they still nearly got a goal. That's to right. Win That's right. Really the crossbar. Yes. But like, I, I suppose, and just going away, it... Both managers, I think, will have got a lot from it. I think Liam Sheedy will look at himself and say, you know what, okay, we, we're only just back from our holiday, uh, we're all Ireland champions, we've blooded a nice few fellas here this evening against a very, very tough competitive team who, looking down the line, they'll set themselves, look, well, these are going to be our, our one of our probably rivals for the All-Ireland to retain our championship. Um, I think he'll be delighted. Probably the worry will be that maybe they collapsed in the end and, you know, once the game started to go, they couldn't wrestle it back, which is then the flip side for John Kiley that, you know, going in and listening to the lads on the television, I was watching it on television, but uh, Shane Masicki and Lan Carver both have the same opinion. Look, Limerick will try and save face here in the second half if they can drag back the, the score some bit and make it look respectable. But did anybody see what was actually caught? And this is where I was saying John Kiley must be thrilled with his troop that once they turned the screw... Uh, in the second half this Saturday to regain what they were all about last year. Would he be a little bit worried as well, Michael, in that go back to the match they lost last year. They again, they never came out of the blocks at all against Kilkenny. Like, and ultimately, while they almost and maybe should have got a result, they didn't. And the damage was in the first 25 minutes, really. That time. Yeah, and I suppose that time the narrative was because the usual thing, they'd won the Munster final, they'd had a few weeks off and Kilkenny had the match against Cork, so they were... Sharper to it, and as we've been saying, it's not like Kilkenny or Mogs either. You know the like the team Kilkenny put out against Limerick that time. Yeah, 
were very good. And like, there's another thread to this to me. Like, do Limerick play the kind of game, or have the players that suit them to play Tipperary? Whereas, say, like Cork, have a team that suits them to play Limerick. Do you know what I mean? Like last year, you know, Cork played Limerick in the great game of the championship, but like. Cork couldn't make a fist out of Kilkenny at all, and they couldn't make a fist out of Tipperary, whereas Limerick maybe have a slight number over Tipperary, just in general. I know no look, there's only January and so on. But like I have to say, and you mentioned him earlier, I thought the key to the whole thing was Willow Donoghue when he mm. came on, and John Coyley said after, look, he's an abrasive player. Mm. And like he, he injected urgency into the whole thing. He had a hand in the two goals. Yeah. You know, he got no. He, he got sent off as well. He, he relayed the full bingo card. <laughs> you get that with Will every day. He goes yeah, out. It's, yeah. it's all mean, duck. It's yeah, all duck. duck. Oh yeah, no. but I mean, in fairness, like when you're talking, and you know, you'd be reticent and say one fella makes a huge difference. But I just thought he raised everything when he mm. came on. I thought like if there's something John Coyley took out, it was like there's a nice headache. now mm. you know how close is this for it to start? Like, yeah, Sean Finn I thought also made a big difference in the full back line as well like, yeah, you know, like yes he was injured like, yeah, and yeah. they probably were a little bit slow taking him off because he yeah, got a fair bang yeah, uh, yeah. and the tipful forward line were causing trouble but they were moving to be able it. to bring on Sean Finn like, oh my God, yeah, there's no doubt about it they have the best squad I don't think any of us would really argue that yeah, yeah they have a very good squad now and I, I would have to say I think Tipperary have a nice squad now as well mm. I think all those lads you know that they played on Saturday night would get a huge amount and like the coming to Morris now, looked really good didn't he oh yeah like he's he's, he's great hands but he's great hands as yeah. well like you know and, and like last year you go back to the under 21 he got to go to level the match like to bring it you know like he knows the, the right place to be and he took on the shot now a great save from Hennessy and goals as well I thought now that that was a great goal chance like yeah he might have it wasn't so much I'd say Barry Hennessy's fault but he, he might have struggled a little bit with the puck outs in the first half but he was, he was going short but they the weren't sharp plan. they That's weren't right. tuned in like and I think yeah. it feeds back in a bit to the everyone was saying all week ah should tip Ronnie back from the holiday and yeah. should they you know they'll be way sharper because the Munster League they look good and the, the hockey cock in the final of it and the hockey player in the, in the kind of semi-final I noticed the group game Mm. And, and uh, they'd be tipped before Christmas and everyone kind of said look sure Limerick will be and he'll name him strong and he did and yeah. um, I couldn't believe how, how the poor game. they were but our, can just throw this out like I, I, I have just a feeling I listened to Liam Sheedy in an interview as well just while I was stuck in traffic saying will I get to see this at all like he said well a lot of people out there are saying Limerick were the best team in the country last year now ultimately we won the All-Ireland but I wonder, are, are they becoming a little bit of a bogey for this bunch of tip players since they came really strong with their under-21s? Uh, like, yeah. do you know, the, I'm talking about the, the Galans, the Burnses, the Kyle Hayes, is all, mm. all, you know. Mm. I mean, for me, someone who really is cementing his place and maybe the other guys as well, but, but Barry Nash yeah. really looks the part. And I thought David Dempsey is really saying, yeah. I've enough of this being a bit player as well. I thought the two of those. But are yeah. they... Are they inside the tip I, heads a little well, bit? Well, I, I think the, um, the Limerick players in particular, they've had a huge amount of success over the last five or six years. And I'm going back now to development squads because I've seen a, would, have, would have seen a good lot of them lads coming through the Sean Finns, the Keen Lynch's, the Peter Casey's, um, the Barry Nash's, right? I've seen, and, and I don't think they have any fear of any county at this moment in time. And I think they've they've come on a manager, great manager John Coyley, and I said backroom staff, uh, Sean O'Donnell is there on the video analysis. I think I said he's done an awful lot of it's work with them in the background. And one of the things that I I don't notice on uh, Saturday night, Anthony, is I felt that the half back line was probably pulled out a little bit too far, and that wouldn't be their norm. They would sit back inside the forty-five yard line, two midfielders sit and a half out, and then sitting out at midfield. That w- seemed to go out the window. That might be where Will O'Donoghue. Change, change things up slightly, yeah. slightly or maybe because like John McGrath was definitely running the game in the first half big time very good player but, but come back to your, your earlier yeah. point was uh, will it become a bogey team for them like it was a bit set up last year in the Munster file that Limerick were going to come all guns blazing wasn't it and um, and Tip got back and like re- imagine this now Wexford actually had Tip on the ropes they would never have won the All-Ireland final that they won but they, they got over the line and got to the final and were, were superb I think until we'll see Limerick and Tipperary maybe contest an All-Ireland final, I don't know, will we actually have the answer to that? We might have finally got the seeker for a back-to-back here. Like, I mean, Bar Limerick won the imaginary All-Ireland last year, like, so Tip only needed one in a row now. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, like if Cork had done the business above an Innes last year, Limerick could have slipped nicely into third, wouldn't have had to bother with the Munster Championship right, like the right. previous year. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing how, t- how you know t- they dropped t- the t- four t- lads for going down to Thurles last year. You couldn't really call that, yeah, uh, uh, you know, a big psychological one. Tip yeah. had to win it and, and, yeah. and did win it, but then Limerick in the Munster final. But look, Tip have Liam McCarthy, ah, they have, the they have, and, and I think that they have a nice panel of players and they have a lot of uh, under 21 lads that have two under 21 All Ireland's in their back pocket. And I suppose when I look at those lads that have, we say, played for Tipperary on Saturday night, Cork also competed in those two All Ireland finals. We didn't win them. But who's coming off of those two Cork under 21 teams? Surely do we not have the same number of players that were available to Tipperary? That you know that would be a concern for me now. But, but in fairness, I suppose in Coleman, Fitzgibbon, Kingston, Shane Kingston, Tim O'Mahony, like you've nearly more fellas established at this stage. From yes. Now the yes. first year you would have. We had them in the first year, well, and we should have better team me, probably. Absolutely, yeah. achievement by Cahill. Yes, massive. <laughs> And those lads had already been had played senior at that stage. They were actually yeah, all, Liam, Liam all come through at nineteen. No, 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 but he blooded them, and yeah, we, we were being critical of him early on for not doing it. But what wins? You win everything is right, and that's oh, it. and Liam. I, I look at he's as you said. Most people will be happy in camps for this one because Liam will tip along. Now at the same time, he'd have to go to Parky Keeve on Saturday night, which is one we look forward to. But yeah, look, it was bizarre, and it was it. But there was great excitement for a finish, obviously, and obviously tip like um, young young Dylan Cahill dropped that ball that went across to him. Mm. Oh yes, yes, later on, if he clutches, I think that was a definite goal. And then Jason Ford, who's who's really stepping up to the plate uh, yeah. last year, has done him so much good. I think he's really from yeah. play as well as from the dead balls. But that last shot, a rocket, like great save, Hennessy yeah. off the crossbar. Yeah. There's Barry Nash to bring it away, and so like yeah. yes, we're we're we're. T- Bit like Cork, they could have got a result. Could have got a result, probably, and um, um, and probably wouldn't have deserved it. Maybe in some respects, first half yeah. were excellent, but when Slimrick started to turn the screw, they were really, really good in the second half. And um, I, I think the way that Limerick battled in the second half, they probably would have to take the cool ass and say, yeah, they probably deserved it slightly, just narrowly at the very end. Yeah, great stuff. Look, so much to look forward to next weekend. I suppose the other Division One games. Um, does it look like it's going to be a tough year, Michael, for for Leash, Carlo, and Westmead in the in the league? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to feel some sympathy for Leash after last year because there's one or two fellas after stepping away. You know that that you would expect last year's success to be pulling fellas in, and they probably performed. Yeah, no, we did allow Frank Clark being sent off for Westmead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like that's that's a tall order because obviously they're in a similar situation. To what was a lot of fellas trying to impress a new manager? Shane O'Neill's a very good, very sharp guy. And obviously he knew that. So, like, I mean, I even saw the clip of the uh, Westmead manager afterwards on the television last night saying, like, there's a, brain, yeah. a fairly steep learning curve. Yeah. But that they have to have those matches yeah. if they're to learn. But it's just, it's just unfortunate then that their probably learning curve was interrupted by the centre-back getting sent off because it gives a slightly false picture to hold, mm. how they went. But, mm. yeah, in fairness, I'd say it'd be a long few weeks now for them. I suppose the, the one thing is that the three teams you mentioned there, Anthony, that um, you know, Westmead only scored 10 points, Carlos scored 14, but Leash scored 216, which yeah. is a good score. And just reading about the games this morning, Wexford got two goals in injury time in the first half. Uh, Leash were four points up at halftime. Eddie Brennan would have been hoping to get his lads to the dressing room. Like, there's a real... Kicking the bum, like you know, to, to concede two goals in injury time late. Yeah. late no, any, you know, anything I read about it, and anything I I've spoken to lads about it, that they they were really competitive for a long, long time. And yes, as you yes. said, a couple of blows, yeah. and one of them was a you know soft enough goal, I believe. And and um, just you know, that's a massive one now next Sunday in Parnell Park. Like, poor old Westmead yeah. have no yeah. break really, have yeah. they with the teams yeah. they're in with? No. No. Dublin didn't perform yesterday. Leash got to Parnell next week. Yeah, well, Eddie would have been kind. I'd say going back into the dressing room, saying himself and Niall Cocker saying, "Lads, that was a fair." Because Wexford are a top top side mm. now, obviously. And, yeah, yeah. Um, like I think they'll they'll go up there saying we beat them last year. Can we back it up? And yeah, that's I, a huge one. I think it probably division. it probably is an ideal game for both teams because Dublin had a poor performance against Kilkenny yesterday. Leash, I'd say, will be trying to say, "Looks, let's." As you said, 
We beat them already. You know, we had a good performance against Wexford. Let's see if we can get that result and not be relying maybe on on playing Carlow down the line to avoid probably being bottom of the bottom of the rung. Like yeah, and uh, I suppose look, have to give a small mention to the the Saffron and Blue crowd up up the road there. I'll be going back up to join them there in a few minutes. Um, great, good start for Brian Lawhan in in the sense that I think it was needed. A good crowd turned out to see new campaign, new era. You know. Um, We've tried different ways of getting to the top. Been unlucky two mm. years ago, mm. and Brian had bring his own way uh, as as a player. He brought a certain directness, and he'd bring that as well. I think the biggest thing for him is now, and obviously it's a first round and all that. But Tony Kelly really seemed to have ran the show. Like anyone was talking to, was superb. And like if Clare are going to be serious, we need Tony, Tony Kelly. Kelly to be the, at and, the end and Tony of Kelly and David McInerney yes. as your midfield partnership. Now I know the backs will be facing tougher tests. Uh, starting with next week in Wexford Park, well, sure. this, like it couldn't be primed nice enough for next weekend. No, like you no, know, having no. both Wexford and and Clare playing each other and right. Lowen and Davy. Like I mean, that, that's a match in itself, really, isn't yeah, it? There has been great rivalry yeah, there since the NIT, well, Yeah, uh, yeah. Would we, would we send a photographer for the handshake? Uh, yeah, oh, sure. Look, I'd say I'd say be all all cordial. Then everyone will be looking to later on, dear Mike. <laughs> like with Tony Kelly midfield because. He seems to go where he wants anyway. Is that probably the best place to put him? Because he he he'll drift he'll drift back down the field anyway. So you might as well yeah. allow for that. Always, I think. Always for me watching him yeah. with Claire and even more so with Bellier, like that's his spot. Like, and you have to give him a free roll. And when you think about Davy Mack coming to midfield, no, took him a while to find his feet. I believe to get in get into the flow of it. Like he's been so long full back in that, but. He's that's kind of a solid defender coming to midfield yeah, yeah. who will possibly hold the balance. Allow Kelly yeah. the freedom to go and to David go. Mack pace to burn as well, you know. So it's a real quick midfield, but you have a kind of a holder and you have a and guy an attacker. To, and a, yeah, that well hit everything. Right. And he hit the freeze as well. And I, I thought right. David Reedy, I put David Reedy into my fantasy hurling yeah. team. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was one up there. I got bad information <laughs> off Colin Higgins. He'd be out <laughs> listening to this when he's walking tonight. <laughs> He's on the walk in month this month. Very good. Uh, 100 days. Yeah, and the other thing, like I suppose from Fitzy's point of view, huge performance by Conor McDonald from what I read and what I heard, uh, radio reports and everything else. Huge guy for him, obviously, when he's missing chin. And for Galway, Shane O'Neill, and that was touched on last night as well, that they needed a few new players. And Tyke Harn really oh, six that, Six points in play, know, fantastic no, performance, yeah. It was a bit loose probably, but he is a good striker. Mm. He mm. And I believe that Talking to a couple of guys, you're trying to find out bits and pieces of news. It's murder at the moment. Or they, everyone knew everything. <laughs> but like, I had heard that he was really going well in training and really asking to step up. And and uh, yeah, I think good days for those three really. And it was great to see Joe Canning back as well. You know, yeah, I mean, shipped a bad injury last year. Yeah. Probably struggling coming into the the latter ends of the championship and stuff for that. But and as you touched on, like two two fantastic bits of sportsmanship over the weekend was Joe Canning. Trying to keep Angus Clark on the, on the field, absolutely. Realizing, and you have yeah. to say the Dean Rock thing. Okay, with Clifford oh, at the end. Was, yeah. It was great. Yeah. honour among teams and yeah, the free well, takers. I'd always call them teams free takers. Not, not not as classy as your segue. They're into the football. Yeah. Well, I, the I, 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 that turned into a, a row, and then it was a procession. It was like the thing before the match. Now, give get respect, give respect. Well, all of his shots. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think it might have been the Irish Examiner had a picture today. Obviously, the Dean Rock thing with Clifford was taken before the front of his jersey and the back of his jersey was torn oh, yeah, down well. the middle. That's the jersey. I think I'd be, I'd be framing that one. I think you know. A few of the midfield and defenders came yeah. after Dean Rock, yeah, I presume. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but look, I thought it was. Class moment, but look, quick look ahead. Clear Wexford, we've mentioned that great stuff. Uh, Cork tip response needed, absolutely. Yeah, in both ways, but especially from Cork. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. The big thing from a Cork perspective is that they have to get a result this weekend, you know, and you know. Nothing better than bringing the old enemy down. Big question now for Liam Sheedy is what team is he going to start? Like, is he going to bring back somebody, or, or will he? And I think he'll probably give the lads that he started over. There, I think he'll give think them. He their, I think he'll give them their head again this weekend. Pitches in great order. You know, it'll suit Tipperary down to the ground, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> so we ran about this quick ball up to all these fast cork forwards. Yeah, so this well, is going to be right up your alley. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, we're hoping Joe Cunningham will be here this morning, Anthony, today, to, and you could ask him some of those questions why we're going lateral with the, the defensive ball. He's going to come in, Tony, the weekend's the win, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jaro, we were only for garden. <laughs> we, we nearly had Mike Kirk as well. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike, Mike got a great result, interesting. But the other one, I suppose, less quickie, and it looks like a, a mode water one, is, is, is Shane O'Neill bringing Galway down to Limerick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, the God, uh, ripper of again. Like, they're probably the two teams that are, you know. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're two teams that kind of would suit each other. They're both very strong physically. Like, I'd say the middle of the field now in the Gaelic grounds wouldn't be somewhere for the faint-hearted when um, oh. when the Morrissey start clashing in there with Joe Canning and the lads. But yeah. say like our, our Limerick could be small but small but further ahead. Yeah, but I, I yeah I would have said if they were totally experimenting Galway, but they, they although they did throw in three or four, they you know when you see Joe playing and you see yeah. Connor Whelan back and all you mm. know Parik Mannion centre back, Carl Mannion like Whelan in my case you know would be something oh, yeah. a player can. Oh, yeah. that wouldn't be the first time they met. So. Yeah, it was a big game for Shane O'Neill coming back to his own home county and Just having you know been a great manager with Napierschik as well. Like it'll be there'll be a little bit of pressure on Shane as well because you know like we all seen it like oh you know why should he go outside his own county and stuff for like that or go outside his own club? But it'll be, well, it'll be. It'll, I mean, he he probably feels after winning an Ireland club that he might have got a shot at the at the, the limit job, job, yeah. And, and, and it'll be like when Liam Cahill plays Tip, both in the league and in Munster. So that's right. That, that's yeah. an interesting dynamic. But look, I think a great start. I think one one I'll just touch on. It'll be the game at two A next week is Tralee carrying Offaly. Offaly Offaly kind of struggled, you know, just to get over meat and I thought that would be probably a great yeah. start for McFinley but, but, put up, but put up a big score as well like I think they scored 126 yesterday like you know but yeah not, not, no. No, it wouldn't, a bit to work on now yeah, with the, the, the coaches the one, during, the, during the weekend like the, the lower divisions that I think we'll all be keeping an eye on one day I just wanted to mention Anthony over the weekend as well is that the four televised matches over the weekend I think Air had two RT had one and TG Carr there were four fantastic games that were actually televised and just for our sport for hurling and football I thought it was a guy who wanted to watch matches on television and couldn't make any of the matches, every one of them were actually fantastic. And, you know, whoever the organisers were in terms of getting the matchups or the matches, the two best Holland teams and the two best football teams, predominantly, uh, put that in inverted commas there now. Well, I tell you, you know, I tell you, I, I'd say it's no coincidence that it was an FA Cup weekend in the soccer. There was no Heineken Cup. The Royal Internationals are not starting until next week. Yeah. So they said, let's, Great let's make these ones hot. You know, you know so... I, Alliance League must be delighted with that now. No, no. Uh, Sorry, we haven't touched on the biggest controversy of the weekend. That Alliance League ad was Seamus Callan taking 12 steps. You did on Twitter. I have to to raise this at the highest levels, taking 12 steps. This is the highest level. The free free hand, the goalie officer should have worn the hurley off. Instead of well, push, that's a bit uh, pushing Bruce Dowes <laughs> the goal no, no, did no, wear the hurling no, no fear no, no, it was no his, fear of the hurling it was the second hand in so he had to overcarry which is a free oh. great stuff guys uh, sure we'll talk to you very very shortly we're looking forward to next weekend already Allianz supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.